The Hokkaido Breakfast Show with Connor Kitto podcast. Auckland swimmer or Jono Riddler has set the new Fovo Strait swimming record of seven hours and fifty-two minutes. Now that's about thirty-eight minutes faster than the time set back in twenty sixteen by Chloe Harris of Christchurch. Jono joins me on the phone now. Morning, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks, Connor, so much for having me this morning. No, no worries. You're back up in Alert Level 3 up in Auckland. So at least you got to man- you managed to get the swim done, and it must feel pretty good. Oh, it does. It, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to have, uh, to have managed to get it done before, obviously, this round of lockdown. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very happy. I mean, it, it was a week ago today when I was uh, this very minute actually jumping in the water and, and getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, it, you know, I'm trying to hold on to that memory as close as as close as I can, but no, it was a it was a fantastic day. I'm glad to hear it. Hey, hey tell us a bit more about yourself first, Jono. Um, how long you've been swimming for? Well, how long you've been in this type of swimming for? Anything else you think that's significant that you might want to tell people about yourself? Yeah, so I first started swimming pool swimming when I was about eight years old, but I was never a competitive swimmer. I swam maybe two times a week, yeah, uh, and that was basically just you know basic uh, basic technique. Uh, water safety and so on, and I did that for about six years. I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. Uh, most of my <laughs> most of my um, focus was uh, was around football at the time. But you know, I, I think being in New Zealand water, uh, familiarity and and getting that um, safety base is, is important. So I did that for about six years or so. And yeah. one of my favourite parts of of those swimming lessons was the finish when when Mum bought me a, a raspberry twist and it was all over. Uh, <laughs> so I. I, I of stopped when I was 14 years old and just focused more on uh, tennis and football at the time and then yeah. came back to ocean swimming when I was about 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and uh, my first ocean swim was one across Auckland Harbour and it was 2.8k and, you know, I swam probably for about the first 50 metres and then all, almost had a panic attack. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, fought through that and, um, and that was uh, one of the biggest kind of achievements in um, in my sporting life at the time, and it just felt amazing yeah. uh, being able to push through that. Uh, so I, I kind of continued with these smaller distances up until about 25. Uh, I'm 31 now, just for reference, and um, and then I started thinking about a 10k 10k swim, yeah, uh, which in swimming is considered a, a marathon distance, right? Uh, and um, I did that. Uh, when I was 26, and then kind of started, you know, thinking about what could be next, uh, and what popped into my mind was the Cook Strait. Um, so I, I made a call to Phil Rush. He's the coordinator, uh, present coordinator for that swim. Mm. Also a previous uh, marathon swimming legend in New Zealand, and uh, and set up a date in 2019, 2018, 2019 season to yeah. to do that. So, you know, that training journey started and, and Cook was uh, what really kicked it all off in terms of those longer ultra-marathon distances. Yeah. Um, How long is that? How long is that swim across and, and where did you start from? I started uh, around Cape Terafiti, yep. uh, which is which is on the North Island, mm-hmm. and ended up at Pirano Head, which is on the South Island. It, the the um, distance is variable. Uh, it really depends on... You know what's happening with the currents on the day. Yeah, right. Uh, how fast the swimmer is, how uh, able they are to navigate the, the tide. So my swim, for example, is twenty-five and a half k. Yeah, uh, I've seen sw- most swims. I think would be around that twenty-eight to thirty k uh, mark. But oh. you know, I've seen swims that have gone up to thirty-five k because they just take this big 
winding S shape across uh, across the strait before yeah. they actually touch land. Yeah, right, right. Because yeah. that's, that's what I was going to ask, and you touched on it there a bit, the mental game and the mental side of ocean swimming in particular. I mean, I was saying before when we just missed you out after 7.30, I feel like if a piece of seaweed or even my own arm brushed against myself, I'd freak out and immediately think, shark, <laughs> shark, shark. So how, yeah. do you, how do you stay in that right mindset when you're especially crossing the Fovo Strait where there are great white sharks? <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and we did see a little bit of sea life as well. Um, oh, I great. think the, the biggest thing is probably the unknown in that, and I think that's what gets a lot of people. They, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, what you can't see um, has the potential to cause fear. So if you if you know about something and it's a controllable in some way, I'm not saying that sharks are controllable, but <laughs> if you actually look at the statistics of shark attacks, they're very, very rare. So, yeah, yeah. you know, for, for you to be a victim of something like that is um, uh, infinitesimally small in terms of uh, other things that you're likely to encounter. I think the bigger part in terms of the mental game is actually just trying to shut off your monkey mind as much as possible and stay focused on the task at hand and not let these thoughts of, you know, you should stop or you're in a lot of pain, like, what are yeah. you doing? kind of uh, rise to the surface of your mind, you've actually got to quell that and um, and just focus on what you're doing yeah. uh, to get through it. Makes sense. And then you, like you said, you went in 2019 across the Cook Strait, which is incredible, and then in 2020 across Lake Topol. Any different? Because obviously we know that, uh, that freshwater isn't as... What's the what's the technical word? I was going to say floaty. <laughs> floaty is saltwater. Buoyancy, yeah. Buoyant, buoyant, that's the word. Very, very different swims. All all three kind of epic swims uh, in the New Zealand Triple Crown that I've now done have have all been um, very unique in their own way. So Cook Cook was uh, a massive adventure, and that was, you know, that that was the first kind of longer channel swim that I had done. Yeah. Um, So in that perspective, it was something that I was coming into that, that to me was like a new world. So there was that experience, but also... We had some pretty crazy conditions to start off with. It was forecast to be 20 knots going down to 10 knots as the day went on, but it changed to 25 knots. Mm. Uh, and that's like a very strong wind across yeah. Yeah. an open channel. And uh, Phil in the morning, he saw me and he said, okay, so we're going to get a pacing to start off with <laughs> and then and then it's going to get better as the day goes on. So, so we did, you know, it was like two meter plus swells. It was really rough. Uh, we navigated, had to navigate that for the first couple of hours and, and then it died off. But, yeah. uh, you know, had, um, had a really interesting time there, uh, but also also managed to get a good time and a good time across as it, as it turned out. Right. Uh, Lake Topo, a very different swim. I started up at, exactly a year ago today, actually, was when that happened. Oh, and, wow. Um, okay. Uh, at this time, I would have been about five hours into the swim. So we started it in the middle of the night. Um, and you know you're swimming, wow. uh, swimming in, in basically pitch black with yeah. the lights of the IRB next to you, and that's your only reference point. So as far as you know, you could be swimming backwards because there's no land to mark against. There's nothing yeah. that gives you that feeling of forward momentum. Uh, it, it, as you say, it is also uh, fresh water, so it's not as buoyant. So you know it's it's harder harder work, and it was longer. So you know it's a forty point. Uh, I did 40.6k, and um, wow. that's uh, it's hard to keep mentally engaged, especially yes. after that 30k mark. Mm. 
Right, okay, well then looking back now, you've done the Triple Crown as you said, you've done the Cook Stray, you've done the Fovo Stray, you've done uh, Lake Taupo, what is next? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll probably take a couple of months to think about that. <laughs> yeah, just fair enough. Sleep into the moment. Uh, but I, I do have some thoughts as to uh, some, uh, some good swims around New Zealand and I think there's some really good um, other longer swims uh, maybe I can give you a hint in the Hauraki Golf uh, yes, yes. That, that I'm thinking about at the moment. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where that lands, but uh, not not really considering any overseas at this stage, I think. Right, yeah. Like I said, there's still some amazing swims to be done in New Zealand. Very true, very true. Well, John Ridler, congratulations for setting the fastest time swam across the Fovo straight, a time of seven hours and 52 minutes. Hopefully the next person to break that, if there is another person to break that, is going to actually be a Southlander. The Hokanui Breakfast with Connor Kitto. Weekday mornings till 10.